everybody, and welcome to episode 401 of Video Game Apocalypse, coming to you in the midst of the actual apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, coming to you from this Stephen Machuga Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want to get in on the studio naming action, go to patreon.com slash laser time. Who else is joining me? Man, the guy from the stack up. Yeah. Real honor, Steve. And uh, hi, I'm uh, Chris. I was going to use, never mind. I'm Chris Antista. And I hereby certify this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I am Matthew Allen, and boy, I am enjoying this no news New Year so far. Boys, just Jesus staying Christ. off all news sites. It's been great. Yeah, so it's, now's the time, time we should tell everyone we're recording this on January sixth, uh-huh. <laughs> with a lo- after lots of delays. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. similar to Congress having lots of delays. Our reasons were not as good as theirs, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had to vote on what games we were looking forward to. That's pretty... It's pretty important, you know. You I mean, I did file that objection and then argued about it for two hours. So. <laughs> As was standard protocol. Yep. Uh, yeah, but, you know, through through all this stress, our job is to be entertaining. And, That's right. After and this excited. show, you're going to want to breach a GameStop. hey oh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> pre-order? <laughs> I, thought you, I honestly thought you were making a joke about breach the video game. I was no. like, really? No. Wow, wow man. I've never seen old. the word breach used so much than to, uh, used as much as today. <laughs> hmm. um, uh, you haven't played a round of Rainbow Six Siege, apparently. I have not. This is our traditional first show of the year where we look ahead to five games that we're real excited about in the days to come. It's going to be fun, people. Come on, pick up them spirits. I mean, this is also the show where we risk having egg on our face because... We don't necessarily, we can't guarantee all five of these will come out this year. can't <laughs> guarantee we'll have a, a country at the end of the year. Yeah. yeah. One in particular, I, I, I'm just positive we're not going to see. Quite possibly. We'll, we'll see, because, yeah, that one in particular, if that's the one I'm thinking of, we've only seen, like, this is being worked on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Always a good sign. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We acknowledge this is a thing. It Great. Is Thank you. In development, investors. <laughs> Just so right. We right. work this. Yeah. <laughs> That's like sometimes I feel like I'm a conspiracy theorist when I tell people like, no, Elder Scrolls Six was actually announced. I've seen a logo. Oh, this isn't like I didn't make this up. I wasn't even thinking about for this list, but yeah, <laughs> that that was announced years ago, wasn't it? Probably. Yes. Yeah. For yeah. shareholders, uh-huh. purely oh. for shareholders. Well, alongside Starfield, which is a maybe for 2021, I'm hearing, mm. but I'm feeling more like 2022 with that one. I mean, show me a new Elder Scrolls, and that shoots to the top of my list. But, uh, you know, all all these games have been, at least, like, we've seen something of them. They're more than just a, a rumor at this point. Sure. Um, yeah, we've yeah. seen video, maybe. Mm-hmm. Eh, with one of these, maybe not, actually. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Let's issue the usual breaks and just jump straight in. It's going to be a short, to-the-point show this this week. There's no news. We're not going to talk about any <laughs> new releases. Someone was very gracious to send us a code earlier today. We will talk about that game next week. But we will jump right in with... Number five. This 
this would probably be at the top of our list, except for we don't know if it's going to come out this year. And we have only seen one trailer that just said a sequel to Breath of the Wild is in development. <laughs> <laughs> this this is the one, right? This is our maybe 2021 yeah. game. We hope. Because I, I was... Yell there was a lot of speculation that it was going to be holiday 2020. And obviously that didn't happen. I, I remember mm -hmm. like analysts saying like, it'll probably either be Zelda breath of the wild two or a deluxe switch. They cut like mm -hmm. the switch pro or whatever. And neither of those happened. Oh, for two, just a bit outside. Oh, doctor. But yeah, they, um, but I, you know, Breath of the Wild, obviously that's, that's a known quantity and we did sort of get a, we got a Breath of the Wild prequel in, uh, the new Hyrule Warriors Age of, uh, Clams and, uh, have it played it, but cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, in lore, we have a prequel in terms of gameplay. No, no. we got a Muso game. No. But, um, uh, no, this one, all we know about this one is what we know there's prune ganon right yeah uh, the dehydrated ganon you gotta you yeah. gotta pull them out of the dehydrator put them in some water right uh, uh we <laughs> jerky <do> know, ganon <laughs> we, we we heard that this is basically a lot of ideas they weren't able to implement in time for the dlc for the original mm. and they decided to throw them into a new game mm -hmm. which gives me maybe some i'm just gonna say it. what if this is like a majora's mask i would really like this to be like a majora's mask i'd I don't necessarily sure. want a whole new open world big ass game. I want Majora's Mask, but with the Breath of the Wild world. I mean, Majora's Mask was an open world big ass game. It was just had a bunch of twists. It was. That that's that's why I I I want to yell at you. This is my most anticipated game of the year, but I think at best at at best at this point it can only be Majora's Mask. Some re <laughs> some cleverly reused assets because Breath of the Wild felt like it took seven fucking years. Yeah, well, I'm make. I'm wondering like, are they? Is it going to be in the same open world? Because like I I know that I've I've traversed maybe like fifteen percent of that map. Like really? looking looking. Well, you know, you look at the the footsteps of where you've been like, yeah, I've been to a bunch of different areas, but like you, you imagine it as like a narrow field of vision around where my footsteps are. And it's just like, okay, you mean, yes. you mean the Jeffy steps? Yeah. The, the Jeffy family steps. circus, <laughs> Jeffy not steps. me, which I think every open world game should do. I want to know everywhere yeah. I've been, how often. Yeah. Yeah. Where did I stop to take my fakes? <laughs> Death stranding mm -hmm. piss. Um, yeah. I, I just, I don't see this. I don't know. I don't, I don't see this coming out this year. I really don't. And even even then, if it's a direct sequel that takes place right afterwards, it will be the same world. And it's like that that's less exciting, is it not? Hmm. If it's the exact same I mean, world, it, it doesn't have I mean, to maybe be the exact it'll be same long world. enough. That I mean, what Zelda was was that 17, 2017? Was it seventeen? Yeah, twenty seventeen. It came out. No, the I mean, same the Switch was the seventeen, wasn't it? So that's like. Yeah, I mean, this will be five years old at this point, right? Mm -hmm. Four or five years old, so yeah, it's, it's yeah, time. It's, it's, it's possible. It's it just, man, I, every day I threaten to start Breath of the Wild again, and one of the only reasons I don't is because I don't know how much I'll end up retreading in Breath of the Wild 2. Hmm. Oh, I mean, you know, they've they've hinted at a bunch of other non-Hyrule settings. Uh, we, you know, we've seen games in Termina, the Low Rule, or the Dark World, or... You know, or cool. it could be <laughs> Oops All Shrines edition and none of this happens. <laughs> hope you hope you like the wag hope you like the waggle one. We got mm -hmm. a bunch of those back. Yeah. Did you like did you like winning that motorcycle? We'll give it to you right from the start. You can you can just ride everywhere on your motorcycle made of stone. Wow, I got I got real tired of that pursuit. Did you guys unlock that motorcycle? Oh, I God, did. No. no, no. But then by you know to... the thing is like 
if if you've already finished the game, then you get the motorcycle. Right. And it's like, now I've got nothing to do with this motorcycle. I guess I'll ride it around for five minutes. Okay, on to something else. <laughs> yeah, considering I mostly travel via leaf in that game, like mm. I was like, great. It's another thing I won't yeah. ride. Mm. You seem, I, I assure you, people... <laughs> Even not out of Hyrule on Earth, you are much safer in a hang glider than you are in a motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. This is true. Yeah. I'm trying to think, though, like when they're like, okay, we weren't able to squeeze these elements in DLC. I'm guessing we're going to see some new powers for Link, some new, you know, his like magnetic type powers and stuff like that. Mm, That would be something I could easily see someone saying, oh, let's give him a new power for DLC. And then not being able to figure out how to make it work and just saying, okay, let's throw that in a new game. Which is crazy interesting just to remember back in Breath of the Wild where they give you pretty much all your base powers very, very early rather than forcing you to unlock them in dungeons. Meaning you don't have any weird top spinny powers that you use for one dungeon. You have these things that have to apply to everything else you'll do for the next hundred hours. Yeah. So yeah, if if they could add like just three new ones to that, that would be astonishing. Yeah, and keep the old ones. You'd have this huge you know, tool set to solve mm-hmm. for puzzle solving. Like that would give you a big game just right there. By yeah, itself. I mean, like adding three and somehow keeping the ones you have. Like, oh, that could be a fucking nuanced and un- interesting, uncomfortably large game. Holy shit! And I don't. I mean, I'm assuming there's no more heroes uh, to 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 find and get their heroic powers. But maybe like that's another thing I could maybe see them throwing in. Is like, okay, now. Instead of this guy's as power, long can... as Nintendo continues releasing first-party amiibos, there yeah. will always be a need to add new characters to games. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Oh, you, you don't you don't know about the eight secret heroes. Yes, the highly that. marketable secret. They heroes. all had brothers and sisters. We yeah. should have mentioned it. Also, we're bringing back Midna. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like they say that, but we're going to bring back like they're going to bring back that fucking bunny shopkeeper, aren't they? Here, you can rent whatever weapon you want. Mm-hmm. That bunny shopkeeper has a dark secret. I hate I that bunny shop. I like that your vocalization of it was sort of like a, a 1980s commercial pitchman. Uh, <laughs> it was that was almost my Don Knotts. Yeah. Like, oh, go Shack. Save some money. <laughs> buy some diodes. <laughs> you can't be my crisis because I'm a little crazy. I'm a fish. I'm a fish. I wear a hood at all times. <laughs> I'm Don Knotts. It hides my identity. Why would I do that? What could I possibly have to hide from players? It's a mystery. <laughs> Such a wholesome movie. I just want to do right by my country and have sex with things in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> that was Jimmy Stewart. That wasn't Don Oh, Knotts. my bad. I did. I, 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 I <laughs> it's easy to slip into one from the other. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, I mean, what else could we vamp? We don't know anything about this game, Michael. No, <laughs> just no, go. We're just speculating. We're spitballing here. All we've seen is trailers, like for this one. Number four. The grenade is simple. It has four basic parts. The shell, which contains the explosive... The fuse, the handle, and, of course, the pin. What are you doing? Breathe, Diego. Breathe. The pin simply holds the handle in place. It is only when you let go that this grenade goes boom. Want a good um, villain? You hire Giancarlo Esposito. Increase yes, you do. Uh, yeah. Is this Far Cry 6? Yes, it is. Full disclosure, I work for Ubisoft, but my opinions here are my own. And I know that even more than me, Chris is really looking yeah, yeah. forward to this one. Far Cry is my favorite, one of my favorite series, period. And I'm 
almost done with four as we speak. <laughs> yeah. You know me. I, I'm a slut for checklist games. Fucking yeah, yeah. sign me up for Far Cry 6. Well, <laughs> checklist and uh, continuous superpowers being given to me games. Mm, yes. um, Fabulous secret fun. powers were revealed to you. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm super excited about this just because I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of four and five I loved. Um, it, it had a great environment, hmm. but it was a little less exciting than like, it's Montana. It, it is... It is a noteworthy achievement, but visually it wasn't as exciting as a, a Kriot or like Kirat. fucking Kilimanjaro in the, the jungle. Um, and this looks like a, a location I have not spent much time in in any game. And yeah. I, it's it's the island nation of Yara, a small place mm. in the Caribbean that has virtually stopped in time. Right, there's ah, old yeah, cars like on a, the road. island I can think of. Hmm. I mean, but I feel like I think that does introduce some really interesting places like for you to have battles in this game. Yes. Like think, think basically like small cities frozen in time yeah. where you're ducking behind like 1940s and 50s style cars for cover and stuff like that. Which whereas the Far Cry games are traditionally like, yeah, they're tropical settings. So this would fall into that. But they're traditionally like tro- tropical wilderness settings. Mm-hmm. And this this having a lot more urban elements, yeah. which Five had a few cities to have battles in, but it was mostly like farmland. It, I wouldn't really call them cities. There was like a town. Yeah, with, it was like, like here's a, a main, of, here's a strip of road yeah, or something. And like so a I'm couple hoping six has more like houses. populous cities for us to mm-hmm. to shoot shit in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a little bit, like rooftops. A little bit more urban action. I mean, we do see a city in that beginning uh, in, in that trailer, right? Yeah, where Giancarlo Esposito is. Speaking to his young son, Diego interrupts him working on a model and is like, that's useless. Come with me. I'm going to illustrate a metaphor using this grenade that I'm going to pull the pin on and hand you. Yeah. And this one's supposed to be, it's like the largest map in a Far Cry game so far. Mm-hmm. And that that is enticing to me yes, as well. Yeah, quite exciting. Because huh? the, the map for five was fucking huge. But yeah, he is going somewhere with that grenade. Our country is like this grenade, except it has two basic parts. Our people and you and you must clutch them nice and tight or we all go boom yes i'm teaching you an important <laughs> lesson I, about how to behave as a dictator you can't be a nice guy they do not know how to be happy they are torn apart by opinions noise indecision strangled by their own freedoms and even if you have love in your heart even if you want what's best for them if you only want to save them from themselves they will hate you Diego everything you say do believe will be wrong Hmm. I'm still giggling over that onion-esque headline of main character realizes he's pretty fucked when Giancarlo Esposito shows up. And just, I've never seen a dude pop up this... Look, I do my pop culture research. I have never seen a dude pop up this many times as a bad guy in concurrent things. Mm -hmm. He's simultaneously, right now, Gus Fring, alive and well in Better Call Saul. He's a character on DuckTales, Lex Luthor on Harley Quinn, the evil... (laughs) The evil executive in The Boys, the bad guy in Far Cry, and Moff Gideon on The Mandalorian. Yes. That's within... 
like the last year. <laughs> it, it's something I feel like if I, a younger version of me would complain about because he's fucking everywhere hmm. in everything that I like, but I just love him so much. Yeah. And well, he's he's enjoying a big uh, crest of success right now. So like, yeah, ride it until it dries out, man. I, Why not? I, I, well, one of my this, favorite things is like <laughs> when you see those old pictures of him from the eighties because he was yeah. the total character actor mm-hmm. until. Breaking Bad, and it's just like he's like yeah. it's like a young Gus Fring. You're, you're like, what the? F-? It, it, it's it's hilarious. He's the weird haired bespectacled man and do the right thing who yells at Saul to put some pictures of brothers up at the pizza place. <laughs> yeah. It's it's complete. You would not recognize him characteristically, but it's totally him. And he's been a ton of shit. I love this guy. Yeah, he was in Taps. Really? Remember the movie? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember wow. him in it, but I remember oh. that movie. The military school dramedy. Yeah, yeah. He was he's in Trading Places. Yeah. Holy shit! Uh, but yeah, another Far Cry game. I I cannot wait for. I uh, I'm fine. I never finished four, so I jump back in to finish four, just mm. so I can say I've finished every Far Cry game. I believe I have. Have you finished Haven't Primal? Um, no. But is that a real fuck? All right, I'll finish Primal. All right. What about that um, one that was on the Xbox? The um... Far Cry Origins. Yes, Predator. Not, not or- Predator. Thank mm. you. Yes. yes, I did. I didn't have access to any of the Far Cry games at the time. I had to. <laughs> it's like the um, sequel to the very first one, I think. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but I I, I, can't, I just can't wait. I don't know why more people aren't more excited about what Far Cry is. Just GTAing through exotic locales in a first-person view. Yes. It's, it's very fun. And it's also lush and beautifully rendered. And, mm-hmm. and yes, I, I do appreciate the return to a tropical setting. It's it's yeah. uh, you know it was one yeah. of the things that made Far Cry three so so great and fun. And uh, now now add some cities and uh, you're golden. Yeah, I, didn't yeah. think, I didn't think anybody anything could be less more depressing than like desolate Saharan Africa until we got Montana. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I like the variety in Montana, right? Yeah, there no, was like, I, yeah. I appreciate not playing the exact same place in location. For that and again, Montana is just visually a place I find uninspiring, but the game design was amazing, mm-hmm. and I loved it. I've never liked hunting more than in uh, in Montana. How about a post-apocalyptic Montana with all those yeah, dude. bright Maybe pink I, flowers? I didn't remember from Far Cry Four. Like you, you made the honey badges a little OP. Was this just because of the meme? Because it was because of the meme. Right? Yeah. I'm sure that was part of it. Yeah, there was that thing where you have to hunt the. The honey badger named Gulo, and on the way you find like, oh, there's like a bunch of bodies of soldiers lying around, and a dead rhino, like you know, just just more and more powerful predators left in its wake. And I do remember that. I just honey badger, that. he doesn't give a fuck. We all know no, this. No, it's, it's, it's established yeah. lore at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Anyway, very excited for Far Cry Six, but Indeed. slightly more intrigued by number three in life and in death. We give glory. The bell tolls for us all. They're coming again. <laughs> yes, they're coming again. Uh, what, what are you buying? What are you, uh, this is Resident Evil Village. Yeah, Village, which wait, wait. seems to, I mean, other than just, you know, using the Roman numeral for eight in its in its title, it seems to be a fusion of Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil 4, which are the best two Resident Evils, don't at me. And, like, it's you appear to be playing as Ethan again, the protagonist from RE7, who might be, yeah. like, the one of the only, like, purely civilian protagonists in that series. 
and uh, you are going to some remote village where everybody dresses like it's 1918. <laughs> Dudes in flat caps and women in big flowing dresses with giant opera hats. Yeah, there was even like, they showed some of the enemies, like werewolf-looking enemies. Like, I was getting Bloodborne vibes off the yeah. village at times. Yes, like, and, and werewolves that, like, we, we have seen, unlike a lot of the other games on this list, we have seen something that actually looks like gameplay. No, no! Friendly! Friendly! Who are you? Who sent you? What are They're coming. Who is? Uh, Ethan finds an old man holed up in a shack, and the old man gets grabbed by a werewolf that punches through the ceiling, and then another one punches up through the floor and grabs Ethan in first person, and oh, it's terrifying. The werewolves, which, by the way, kind of just look like, like, imagine letting your pubes just yeah. grow out to their just, logical conclusion. Just like really, you know, like, like, imagine, we're all quarantined. <laughs> <laughs> if if Jack Nicholson in Wolf was a zombie, that's what the, the oh, werewolves wow. look like. <laughs> Which is exciting, and I also was kind of struck by the the more recent of the two trailers for this. Uh, it, it's like trailers for four different games strung together, because on the one hand, you have Ethan being apparently ambushed at home by an apparently antagonistic Chris Redfield. Yes. Up there. Come move! Chris? What the hell? Take him away. Oh, no. What the hell, Chris? Why are you so buff? Was Chris the guy from the DLC for 7, or was that yes. um, a different... Yes, he was also in a lot of Resident Evil games. He's, he's... No, I know, I know that, but I was, I'm was i thinking, like, in this new version, new universe, I couldn't remember who was in that DLC. He was at the end, spoiler yeah. alert, the ending of 7. Yeah, there is, the... there is a DLC where you play as Chris Redfield. Okay, so that was Chris. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, this... I, I just want to mention this because I have nowhere else to when it seems appropriate. I played 7 uh, exclusively in VR, so I have not mm. finished it because it's, it's, it's a difficult it's, one. I am a, a very, very big scaredy cat. Yeah, yeah. 7 scared me. 7 was a scary yeah. game. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. Like As much as I like two re or love 2 Remake and like 3 Remake, um, to get it back in first person and mm -hmm. have the shit scared out of me yeah, again, right. uh, I'm looking forward to well, that. Well, I, it, it more got me curious about what is the plan with PSVR? Hmm. They're hmm. supporting it in the same way the Xbox One supported the you know uh, Xbox HD DVG drive. But <laughs> is PSVR being prioritized? Because uh, remember, like, this is a huge PSVR exclusive. Uh, the Seven was. Hmm. Yeah. Well, so yeah. this one. Platform-wise, has only been announced for the next gen, right? I don't think they've announced last gen versions. Yeah, but I think to Chris's point, PSVR is compatible with PS5. Yeah. So what he's asking right. is, like, are they kind of keep developing games for it on PS5, or is this just a legacy thing now? Yeah, and it, it's unrelated to Resident Evil, but I did get worried today because I still got friends like our buddy Dan who are playing stuff in VR, and I'm like, oh god, I can't wait for that to come to PSVR in like seven months. But I, are they even prioritizing that anymore? See, my guess, the reason I brought up 4, though, is my guess is I don't think it's like they're not native PS5 games working with PSVR. It's compatibility right. like as if it was a PS4. It's so a compatible my, I, product for PS4 compatibility, not PS5 games. I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, like the, the real question will be when when most developers now no longer develop for the PS4, 
will there be any new games coming to PSVR? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering about. Is Are they giving up support on that? It's only because of that dumb dongle thing that they, they <laughs> clearly didn't build that part of the PS5 with the VR in mind. But well, for the camera. The yeah. Cam- the dunk, yeah. Dumb Dongle was my favorite Fat Albert character. So I, I'm just curious, and I thought Resident Evil being such a big PSVR exclusive would give us an answer somewhere, and it's one of the few games that I kind of expect Capcom to meet 2021. It, they've been really good about hitting release dates thus far with Resident Evil games. And I, I always feel like whenever we talk about Resident Evil 7, I probably say this a lot, but the, the thing with Resident Evil 7, like you guys are talking about how scary it is, and it's like, yeah, it is up to a point. Like the first hour or two of that game is a lot like Outlast, and then you hit a certain point and it's just like, oh fuck, this is awesome and really fun. (laughs) I know you said that, that it was not the case for me, like when the bug lady, I was trying to avoid the bug lady, Mm. that fucking sucked. Uh, The the guy with the landmines in that little shack part of the house, fuck that. Mm -hmm. No, I was scared most of the time in that game. Hmm. Yeah, me too. Fair enough. The first person person is such a better place for that kind of horror game anyway yeah yeah, yeah. And, they can jump scare you at any time and it fucks yeah. you it's it's almost it, it makes it really does make the, it's like comparing it's like comparing this the resident evil 7 was like stephen king's it and just because the camera angles the first three resident evils are paranormal activity movies shot, shot <laughs> yeah, on security yeah. cameras yeah. it's not that they're not still scary it's just like it's not moving scares forward and i i, I loved it a lot because i i thought I thought Resident Evil goes after five and six was going to walk away from scaring people entirely. Hmm. I just do you remember how gross seven was? Like you'd go into the the kitchen, there was maggots everywhere, yes. roaches. Yeah, Nick. and I, I I think I stumbled across a tweet the other day that was just like memo to horror game developers: if I can run up and punch the crap out of your monsters, they are no longer scary, no matter how ugly they are. And I'm like, what the fuck was I talking about? I was like. Oh, I think I was talking about Resident Evil 6, probably. <laughs> because you do a lot of that. It's just like, I could just beat up everything. Why? Yeah, it, yeah. Especially if they don't react to the punches. Like, mm-hmm. you can run up and punch Jason, but he'll just stare at you. Yeah. Grab you by the throat. And it, depending on whether or not it's in 3D, maybe you stick your... F- Squeeze your face until your tongue yeah. and eyes pop out into the screen. <laughs> Meanwhile, if I can run up and punch a zombie and it like flinches, like "Oh fuck, ow, then- <laughs> dude!" <laughs> <laughs> Not cool, brains. Remember, you started. Yeah. <laughs> is it Cookie Monster? Yes. Phenomenon. <laughs> I know that's not Cookie Monster. No, but Rolf. You've gone Rolf. He's gone full Rolf. Never I go full Rolf either. Man, this guy doesn't know his Muppets. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's that weird hippie guy with the O-mouthed cow things. You uh, want to hear my impression of the new Kermit? Uh, yeah. Hi, I'm the new Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> Kermit the Frog here. I don't I don't hate it, but it is a bold move. So didn't Family Guy do that same joke? Like uh No, I know they had they had Kermit like a talk show voice. hosted by Ray Romano and Kermit the Frog because they both sound the same. <laughs> All right. Or at least everyone's really... <laughs> impressions of them do. Right. Everybody and... loves me. Uh, one you're, that, you're you're wrong about tort reform. You're wrong about tort reform. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a little curious why the same snippet of a story is in both of the trailers for this. Long ago, a young girl went with her mother to pick berries for her father, who was hard at work. But the forest greeted them with a dark, cold silence. The bushes empty. 
Yet determined to find the berries, the rascal broke free of Mother's grasp and vanished into the trees. Mother's worried cries faded fast as the girl ran on, over vine, under branch, and into the forest deep. I mean, this is clearly very important to the game. It's in both trailers, and in the second one, they even set up, like, a little stylized animation for it all by itself. Yeah, I, um... In fact, I was kind of going to this game's website today to do some research, and I thought for a second, I was like, oh, God, they put the wrong screenshot for a different game on their website, because it's like this, it looks like something from, like, Little Nightmares 2 or something. I'm like, how did this get on the Resident Evil 7 or 8 website? What the heck? Little silhouette cartoon people. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's it's, And I'm like, well, why would you... But also, like, as a marketing dude, why would you pull that as a still to show off for for this game like like you said michael there has to be some major significance yeah otherwise i would be like no yank that that has yeah people resident evil fans do not care about this so so far it just seems to be to set up this exchange what is it with that creepy story it's just a local tale you're really into that stuff quit being so paranoid I have a feeling this is not Ethan's finalized voice acting. Is that Ethan's <laughs> wife? Uh, it might be. I forget what her deal was at the end of RE7. I mean, is, yeah, didn't she cut off your hand at one together. point in that game? Well, like... yes, but she had reasons. <laughs> she wasn't under her own control at the time. <laughs> but I'd kind of be like, you know, she's like teasing him there. If someone cut off my hand and teased me, I'd be like, you cut off my hand. Shut mm-hmm. up. Like, well, she's getting you back for what you'd, you'd done to her. Like, you you stabbed me. That fucking hurt. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Oh, yeah. And you were fine anyway. Your hand got stapled kinda, back on. She kind of looked like the exorcist girl. Yeah. 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 That, mm-hmm. that, fuck, that game scared me. Why are we talking about this? Yeah, I, it's I'm awesome. not the biggest um, uh, Resident Evil fan, but like... I. I do also find it interesting that this all seems to be hearkening back to the original Resident Evil Renaissance, if you can say that, for with mm-hmm. the notion of the village. Yeah, you go yeah. somewhere remote and it's full of creepy people, except yeah. this time around they don't all seem possessed. It seems like, okay, no, so there's going to be normal humans, other than, again, that they dress like it's the turn of the century. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. I mean, we all remember that M. Night Shyamalan movie. The Village. The village. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like the ending, hated the rest of the movie. Hmm. <laughs> um, well, it, it's, I mean, it's not too, like, I remember in 7, they made the house a character. Like, what the developer has said is, like, the reason they're emphasizing the village thing is that's, like, a quote-unquote character in the game to them. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of remember they did that with the house from 7, too. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's, it's the big part of this game. Yeah, hell, the house from the first one, the Spencer Mansion, is arguably a character. Oh. Yeah. 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 True. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's move along to an even shorter one. Number two. The time draws near. Yeah, this this is another one where it's just like, all right, we're going out on a limb because it's just a logo and a voiceover, which is nothing. Like we have about as much information on Metroid Prime Four 
which I'm also looking forward to. But this does say 2021. Yeah. Yeah. They went out there with this. I, this is, if anything, for me, this is more referendum against like, this is going to keep happening because like games now, they really are just marketed the last six, three to six months before release. And so mm-hmm. it's like, great. We're, we're going to be able to do these lists. Maybe, <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. like, we don't know. <laughs> there could be some super hella cool games coming this oh, year I'm that sure we just are. haven't heard about yeah. yet, but this one will be cool regardless. Yeah. yeah. This is like, this is Ragnarok. Again, for, uh, it, it's God a known quantity. Man. Like, just give us more God of War 2018 and uh, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so I, so because we know nothing about the game, I, I went looking for the lore of Ragnarok itself. Mm-hmm. And I have some theories about what this game could ultimately be about or what could happen that I'd like to spell out. Here the for you. Michael, the I ending know of Final fellow, Fantasy 13. Michael, I know you're a fellow Norse mythology oh, fan, yes. or at least we both read that same book. Um, so here's, you know, in, in actual Norse Ragnarok, mm-hmm. basically the world starts going to shit. All of the, what are the nine realms or whatever, Mm -hmm. going through the end of the world. And it kind of culminates with Odin in golden armor having to fight, it's Fenrir the wolf, right? And then then Loki is also released. Mm -hmm. Here's my theory. I think Kratos might be Fenrir in this, and he he would he's you think fighting I, all of the gods of Norse mythology. I think okay, we're, I mean, we're obviously going in into game. full God of War spoiler territory here, so if you don't want to hear it, skip ahead for the next two minutes. So uh, with that in mind, here we go. I think it was pretty heavily hinted at that Kratos might be Jormungandr. Hmm. Right. Right. Oh, that, that's all those theories about like yeah, how he is. Well, I guess that would make sense, too, because part of the mythology is that Jormungandr causes, like, the oceans to flood the world. He, he comes comes from around the planet, right, to mm. return to the Earth is part of, I'm trying to remember all this now. I, I, I don't know, but I, I do know that in, in Norse mythology, he was not friendly. He was a bad guy, but in the game, he is very much friendly, and pretty much anything opposed to the gods of Asgard is friendly in God of War. Yeah, he's 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 kind of meant like I guess in Norse mythology, like Loki, the trickster, like he he has all of these. The bad guys are on his side, and he's the mm-hmm. one bringing war to the gods. Uh, the other thing they hinted at in the 2018 game that we saw a few times, but we never got to face him. That better become in this game is the showdown with Thor. Like that yeah. is going to be the cool, I think, big fight. Of this well, game again, somehow. spoiler, that was the stinger in 2018. Like they, they teased it as like, oh, fuck, Thor's coming. He's going to get his yeah. vengeance. Yep. Yeah. So but, uh, it's also been heavily hinted that, you know, Kratos is going to die and uh, be replaced by Atreus. Maybe he'll play as Atreus. Who knows? Maybe I mean it in in the mythology they're all supposed to die right mm-hmm. it's every god is supposed yeah. to die and the earth is reborn and I think it's like the sun gets reborn yeah um, on the other hand how many times has Kratos died come on he's died a true. lot of times yeah that's a good point mm-hmm. so, I don't know I, yeah if if they can if they could just give me the world of 2018's game. And then have it collapsing and falling apart because the world's ending and you got like the suit, the huge winter that's supposed to come with Ragnarok yeah. and shit. Like Fimble winter. Okay. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Like, okay, cool. Show me, show me more realms because we didn't mm-hmm. get to visit all of the realms in that last game. So maybe like show me if you know more realms. Most like, of them. Like, I'm into it, dude. Elfheim and Sniffleheim and uh, Muspelheim. All, all the Heims. All the best Heims. 
All right, all the best, big, beautiful Heims. You'll right. be searching high and low oh, in yeah. 2021's God of War Ragnarok. Back to you, Michael. All right. Well, let's jump ahead to our final entry. The old ones perished a thousand years ago. Their great cities turned to graves. In their place came new life. Oh, and such new life is teeming in this world in which game? Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Yes. Very excited for this one, especially as it's presented in that trailer. It looks very fluid. And yes, I know a lot of this is going to be CG. I thought this was going to be Monster Hunter Rise. I can't, I, I can't believe <laughs> did it. Did you really? No, I, I did. I'm, I, but then I'm like, what series could be... It's really going to be bigger than God of War for these idiots? Yeah. No way. Well, again, I God mean, of it, War is a series inspired by Monster Hunter because yeah. some of those True. robot mm-hmm. animal fights in, in Horizon <laughs> felt very Monster Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. I should also qualify it. And it's like, as excited as we are for, for a new God of War, uh, we also have not seen anything except a logo, but we right. at least have a promised date, sort of. A promised year. <laughs> Unlike Zelda. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Horizon Forbidden West sees Aloy travel out west between Utah and San Francisco. It's a new open world that promises to have a lot of aquatic parts. You see a whole bunch of Aloy swimming underwater, dodging a big robot crocodile in that trailer. There's uh, stingrays and a giant mechanical snapping turtle, and there's giant mammoth-like creatures, some of who've been harnessed and used as weapons by one of the tribes out there. It might have a connection to a character from the first game. I loved the original Horizon. I felt like it had a few ideas that I wish it had explored a bit more. Like, there was a little bit of the faction stuff that I'm like, man, this this would be a really cool system if they just built more of it. Um, and so I'm hoping they just, just take everything from that first game, make it prettier, I'll fucking play that game again, but then if they are able to, like, maybe layer on a few more systems, like, dude, this this could be game of the year contender. Oh, yeah, systems. That's what we need more of. Lots more systems. No, I mean, it's open world. We love our open world games. we do. We love them, folks. Horizon Zero Dawn was a very very pretty game. It was a very immersive game, and it kind of introduces you to this world of future techno-primitive humans, almost, where it's like, eh, at some point, everything got reset, hence the the name Zero Dawn, and uh, people had to start over from scratch. But there's remnants of the old world everywhere, and uh, I just want to climb the collapsed Golden Gate. That sounds kind of cool. Right. And this one doesn't seem to, I don't know how much, like, you know, a lot was revealed in that original game about the collapse and what happened and where Aloy came from Mm -hmm. and everything, and like, this one seems to be focused on this other thing of like this plague that is affecting all of the animals. And so it's like, okay, are they now just saying we don't need to explain how we got here and now we can just have stories take place in this universe? Mm -hmm. Or is it maybe going to reveal a bit more about the universe? Maybe. Especially when you're coming to what is now Silicon Valley, like the home of tech, you know, probably find that rat bastard Ted Farrow in his, in his fucking pyramid out there somewhere. Yeah. 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 Best of all, this game means for me is um no kill zone we don't have to have a kill zone <laughs> as a series we don't have to pretend we care about it because it's pretty and first party mm. i love 
no kill zone. It, it's I, I think you should support this game alone just for that. <laughs> because yes, for, for, for the listeners that are like, what is he talking about? Guerrilla Games, the makers mm-hmm. of the Horizon series, were the makers of the Kill Zone games. And mm-hmm. yes, I prefer Horizon over Kill Zone. Oh my god! Oh, like I'm so glad to be excited to hear their names because they were so talented mm-hmm. making games I didn't care even slightly about. What were the um, enemy names? Was it the Hellgas from Kill yes, Zone? Why yes. do I remember that? Like we remember because one came to our office to deliver cupcakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't just some bored delivery guy. Like can't believe I'm, I'm dressed like. Sure, it was some fucking marketing intern. Yeah. Just miserable. <laughs> Kill Zone. Miserable in an unfitted, unfitted professional outfit. Horrifying. Yeah, Kill Zone. I'm glad. I'm glad that. Killzone fell away and gave us Horizon. Remind me, like, we were trying, I remember we were trying to nail down the setting of the original as, like, did we decide, is that supposed to be New Mexico was was Zero Dawn? And then that's why this one yeah, is I the think West like, with, like, Utah? Colorado, Arizona, Utah. It's a big area that's condensed down into an actual small area. Oh. Like GTA style. Like, yeah, this is Cala Nevada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's reminding me, I, I think there's like a mission early on in Assassin's Creed Valhalla that actually, it, it seemed to me to be poking fun at the uh, practice of trying to c- turn a real world country into a small open world that players can manageably explore. Because uh, <laughs> throwing sh- shade at the crew well, developers there, at the no, there's, there's this this place or this island early on in Norway that you can go to, and this guy is like, "Yes, I am Alfred, King of England. Come see my my vast empire." And he's like, "It's just this tiny little island." And he walks you over, and it's just like, "Yes, here is London, my magnificent city." And you like, you know, walk a hundred yards to the north, and it's like, "Here is Hadrian's Wall, which protects us from the savages beyond." And like, uh, seems seems to be like uh, a little meta meta commentary on open world design here. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we don't really have a lot to say about Horizon Forbidden West, other than that we're very happy to see another Horizon game, and I can't wait to develop strategies to battle new robotic megafauna. Can we can we all agree to only call it Horizon Aloy Goes West from now on? Yes. That's really... Meets old Wiley Burp. Hope oh. she gets a pair of six shooters. Yeah. And just shoots them in the air randomly. <laughs> Whatever. Who cares? All right. So that has been our top five. Like I said, we're going to keep the show short today. So we're just going to skip into the community segment, which is always is segmenting our community. So as you might remember, last week's question of the week was, uh, what's your personal game of the year for 2020? Uh, first to answer on VigilGameApocalypse.com, Colin O'Hara says... My game of the year is the little heralded and now always on sale for just $20 now, Star Wars Squadrons. If you grew up playing X-Wing versus TIE Fighter on PC or the Rose Squadrons on the Nintendos, I cannot recommend this game more. It really nails the feeling of flying a starfighter perfectly. And unlike other flight simulator games, you don't have to worry about pesky things like gravity and up versus down. I regularly find myself spiraling down at an insane angle making attack run on Star Destroyer sh- on a Star Destroyer shield generator as green turbo lasers flash past. And now they threw in the B-wing and now canonical again tie defender from the Legends verse for free. I hope that they continue to support this game and I hope everyone hops on and enjoys it. Yep. Mm. Got it for $14 on the Epic Sale. It's awesome. Ooh, <laughs> I better read this next one because I just don't want Chris to shit all over this person's game. Bongo McNulty says, if I were to cheat a little on the question of the week, my answer would be River City Girls. No cheating. 
Uh, it says it's new to them. Hey, it was new to me last year, too. I mean, yeah, uh, that's when it was in our game that, of year. I'd have to say Animal Crossing New Horizons. It is by no means the best Animal Crossing game and by no means the best game this year, but it arrived just the right time to give me and many others the comfort blanket we needed. It landed right at the start of the pandemic and just at a time when I was in need of a sense of routine and reassurance. Being able to concentrate on improving my island, paying off Tom Nook, and even visiting friends on a typically janky and awkward Nintendo way was the perfect distraction to the shit show of 2020. I dropped the game like a stone at the end of July with no real intention of revisiting, but I will always remember the game as the rock that helped me through a terrifyingly uncertain time. Special mentions also go to Carrion, uh, A Short Hike, and Super Liminal, and Horus. I don't know about those last two. Horus is on the... Well, they were both introduced via the Epic Games Store. But, uh, oh, cool. yeah. Um, Super Liminal is really cool, and I would say that we are still in a terrifyingly uncertain time. Perhaps even more so. <laughs> I got Robert Beach. Love the Robert Beach. And I love his choice. Hades, I'm really happy for you, and I'm going to let you finish, but, uh, oh, wait, no, but Yakuza <laughs> Like a Dragon uh, was my game of the year. Yakuza's biggest faults for me was its combat and world variety, especially after playing Yakuza 6. Um, uh, like a Dragon answers that with a whole new genre and location while remaining true to its absurdity and sincerity. I have a ton more issues with uh, Like a Dragon than Hades, especially after playing Yakuza 6. It's still an 8 to 10, but fighting an escaped chimpanzee, piloting construction machinery does something... Too few games can top. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I know Robert's a big fan of the Yakuza games. Yes. Uh, Greg McDonald is a big fan of Cyberpunk 2077. It's, it's not as revolutionary as I'd hoped, and it shouldn't have been released in the state it was, but every time that game crashed, I'd still want to go back and keep playing. My highest praise is that if any other game this year had as many technical problems as Cyberpunk, I'd have to put them down after four to five hours. That's I, praise. I put it down to Deus Ex Human Revolution being one of my favorite last-gen games, and there not being much that has scratched a similar itch recently, which this game really does. I'm also very bored of open worlds, like a lot of people, but there's just something about CDPRs that feel different. So I guess a combination of the lore and that distinct CDPR world, the Deus Ex hacking slash customization, and the smooth 60 frames per second combat that did it for me. I'm just hoping we get a presentable PS5 version within the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I want to read this one. Okay. And from Kyle Sh. Um, Half-Life Alex. Um, after 13 years, another Half-Life. It's hard to describe how immediately uh, immersive it is, and I am sorry for everyone who can't play it due to the expensive, uh, expense of needing a VR headset. But I am a diehard Half-Life fan and spent hours in the Half-Life 2 uh, beta maps exploring the world. Uh, being back in the world in, in, in itself was amazing, but also the ways that Valve intuitively resolves issues with VR games in the way only they could. Uh, having to physically uh, crouch solved, uh, <laughs> solved by the gravity gloves. Um, it feels like it's a AAA game from an alternate reality. Huh. Hmm. Mm. I had a beta maps when I was a kid. It was kind of difficult not being able to rent movies after a few years. But, oh, you uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> you know just what he meant. You knew, you knew it wasn't I know. part of the tape wars of the early 80s. <laughs> I'm I told you guys joke. at the studio that that's what they used for like dailies and stuff is, is yeah. we would get everything mm -hmm. on beta just because it is, this Better was quality. early 2000s. So this is, the quality was still superior to yeah. VHS. I think, I think it was a different kind of beta than the, like the consumer grade Betamax cassettes, which were also better quality, but like these were bigger things that were like used by TV stations. Oh yeah. 
Uh, let's see from uh, Twitter responses. People respond to at VG Apocalypse. The Dork Knight says, uh, "Being quarantined finally gave me a chance to play more games, so I got to finish a few this year. The best one I played was Age of Calamity. It was nice to see some backstory in the Breath of the Wild universe, and it was just a way better game than the first Hyrule Warriors." Well, there you go. Hmm. I, I was, I think I poo pooed earlier, but I really would like to play that. Goddamn. It's, yeah, it's I just, pretty good. I've I, I want to see the longer, story reveals. I've played it longer than any other Musou game, so that's that's not for nothing. And uh, Doctor Wawi says, setting aside Doctor Wawi, uh, setting aside <laughs> Super Mario 3D All Stars because it's a re-release of three older games as well as Animal Crossing New Horizons. Because I'm not that much of a masochist, my game of the year, narrowly beating out Ghost of Tsushima, is Final Fantasy VII Remake. A lot has already been said about the great visuals, music, gameplay, and characters, so I will just highlight two moments that really stood out to me. First, the part of the Honeybee Inn. Before this game came out, I wondered how they were going to handle all of the outdated gay panic jokes present in the original game's cross-dressing segment. I figured they would just cut it out of the remake, and then we would all have to listen to the gamers screech about censorship and SJWs. But not only did they include it, they actually made it really positive and self-affirming. Aerith is completely supportive of Cloud, and Andrea Rodea delivers these great lines. True beauty is an expression of the heart, a thing without shame to which notions of gender don't apply. Don't ever be afraid, Cloud. This is a great line. Uh, secondly, the game's ending. I know this was somewhat controversial, and I won't spoil anything, but as a fan of the original, I love that I don't know exactly what to expect next. Also, it immediately brought me back to my feelings after playing Crisis Core over a decade ago. Square really needs to re-release that game. Maybe they can team up with Nintendo and release it with Super Mario Galaxy 2. Until March, and then it'll be taken away. Oh, oh, that's right. I keep forgetting. Um, finally, we have a video response from J.R. Rawls, who says... I would have to give it to Crusader Kings 3. I know a lot of people have had tons of spare time, but uh, I had young kids that suddenly became uh, educated at home kids and a full-time job and moving and a series of other lovely events that have made 2020 without doubt the busiest year of my life. As a result, I haven't had much me time. And when Crusader Kings 3 came out, I decided I deserve some me time. I think it's been about two or three years since I had a whole day to just do a deep dive into a game. Crusader Kings 3 is a very complex game, which really requires a lot of mental concentration. So I took a day off of work, and beforehand, I did a 36-hour fast. And on the day of Crusader Kings 3, I ate like a king, or at least I ate like a minor duke, maybe a petty duke. Uh, eating a loaf of bread, various cheeses, olive, grapes, sausages, bacon, lamb chops, garlics, hard meats, dates, nuts, a baked onion, and snap peas. And, of course, an entire bottle of wine. I went with sangria because I read that mold wine was common in the Middle Ages, but I'm no expert. So that day I woke up, used a ton of husband points to get my wife to watch the kids uh, for the day before and after work. And from the moment I got up to maybe about a half an hour before I went to sleep, I did nothing but play Crusader Kings 3 as well as snack and gorge myself after my 36-hour fast. 
It was a incredibly memorial day because it was such an incredibly rare day. I know there's many people who do get to play video games for long periods of times, but that's just not my life. So it's really a once in a three to five year event for me to be able to fully geek out like that. And it was the perfect game to do it with. It had a lot of depth. Had a lot of fun, had some amazing stories, and made my very first Let's Play. So Crusader Kings 3 is my gaming highlight of 2020, and I'm going to remember it for years to come. Well, congratulations. Thank you for sharing. And I'm, I'm really glad Crusader Kings 3 got a shout-out, because if you haven't heard Jeremy, one of my co-hosts in Sick of Star Wars, for some people that's like the most, it's like, the, it's like another Half-Life game coming yeah. out. Like that, that game has like the people who are into that are huge into that, and we'll yeah. post about it on Twitter for years. So I, I'm not, I do not mean to be insulting, but I cannot imagine being interested in that. Game. <laughs> I just can't. I've tried that, it. Starts. I think we're all for me. With you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not my game. I cannot imagine. Hmm. But uh, you know, yeah. But that's why we ask the fans for their right, favorite real. games mm. because never listen to the show if you want that game covered there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know that I go that far, but maybe, maybe. So that that leads us into our uh, quite new question of the week. What is your gaming resolution, or what are your gaming New Year's resolutions for 2021? Um, mine is to play Crusader Kings 3 at some point. Oh, good. Get past the tutorial. Uh, and, and also, I would really like to play a multiplayer game at some point in the next 12 months. I, I usually don't. I, I like the single-player experiences. Uh, I tend to equate multiplayer games with logging into a shooter for the first time and immediately getting my ass shot off by someone who calls me the N-word. Um, <laughs> now, Michael, does it have to be a competitive multiplayer game? Not necessarily. It can be we co-op. Can... We can play Ghost of Tsushima together there. That's a good re- resolution. I'm yeah. finally going to yeah. do that. Let's do co-op. Yeah. That. Yeah. 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 Um, well, okay. I have one. I always have this like mental block when I hear from people like, oh man, JRPG, 40 hour game, bro. And I'm like, oh great, not interested then. I'm not going to play that for 40 hours. Um, but then I was kind of looking at my play times in various games and I realized like, I've played a lot of 40 plus hour games this year, including most recently, I think I've put 43 hours into Immortals Phoenix Rising and I'm like, all right, I'm just not going to pay attention or not going to let that be a blocker for me. And I'm going to go play some games that I disregarded in the past because I'd heard they were too long. So I have I have a list of JRPGs this year that I just need to play. And we just lost Chris. So tell us, what is your gaming New Year's resolution for 2021? We know you have one. There has to be something that you've been meaning to do or putting off or a game that's been staring at you from your shame pile, shaming you into playing it eventually. Uh, so let us know. Go to VidjaGameApocalypse.com and answer into the comments for episode 401. Or you can visit us on the official Laser Time community on Facebook and answer there. Or just ping us on Twitter at VGApocalypse, and we will collect the most interesting answers to read on next week's show. Anyway, that has been this week's show. Again, I told you we were keeping it short. Not a lot to talk about this week, except a bunch of plugs. So let's go out with those. Where can people see more of our stuff? 
Well, patreon.com slash laser time is the best way to support us and the entire laser time network, including 302010, the weekly pop culture time machine that takes you back 30, 20, and 10 years ago to take a look at movies, TV, some games, and more. Uh, and you can also, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you can hear Michael and I when we do the special monthly 302010 yes. games episodes where we do an in depth look at all of the games for that month. 30, 20, and 10 years ago. There's also lots more lovely, amazing stuff there. Michael and I have been on some recent bonus times, all kinds of stuff. So patreon.com slash laser time. Uh, and then if you want to support me, you can head on over to Twitch. Uh, I, I am twitch.tv slash Matty C. Allen. That's M-A-T-T-Y-C-A-L-L-E-N, where I stream lots of video games uh, and occasionally do Monday night movies with you guys. I actually did a pretty cool long stream for the New Year's celebration where i had people in there and we were playing jackbox and uh yeah it was it was a good time so um you can watch that archive and then join me next time i'm streaming just drop by and say hello that is maddie c allen same as on twitter m-a-t-t-y-c-a-l-l-e-n and as long as you're on patreon.com slash laser time be sure to check out our bonus game of the year show where we we actually decided the order of our uh, top 10 games of the year and there's a lot of arguing a lot of horse trading a lot of uh chris and i both tormenting matt about the placement of animal crossing new horizons it's a fun time a you lot of drinking listen. yeah it's a great companion piece to our four hour game of the year show <laughs> god episode 400 and it's the first time i've gotten comments from people like are you serious we <laughs> like, always do like serious. four hours holy shit yeah. yeah. Of course we're well, serious. We record it over the course of several weeks, folks, yeah. so we really yeah. don't know how long it's going to be until Michael assembles it. Exactly. And yeah, for two years in a row now, it's been just under four hours. So uh, go listen to that if you've got that much time to spend. Uh, well, I as I like to tell people, this was intentional because it was our 400th episode, four hours. Yes. Hello. Oh. Nice, no? nicely done. No? Uh, okay. Yeah, if you otherwise you can visit us online again at vidgamepocalypse.com. Follow us on Twitter at vgapocalypse or follow me personally at wikiparas. That's w i k i p a r a z. Anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll see you next week. But are, are they going to still actively develop? You goddamn it, Cat! Ow! Get the fuck off! <laughs> I wasn't looking at the video. I just oh. turned and I see a cat latched oh, to Chris's face. Oh, it hurts face. so much. And he doesn't even care that I'm wearing a vintage shirt. This is no. original Roger Rabbit no. puff paint, asshole. No. They never um, care. <laughs> Yeah, definitely isolate that one.